This is Shelley Slender for KGNU. Today we'll talk with two medical doctors who help people reverse heart attack and diabetes largely through diet. Dean Ornish is a world-famous doctor from California. He advocates low-fat food. Ron Rosedale is an international expert on aging here in Boulder. He says choose high-fat food. High and low-fat sound like night and day, yet much of what these doctors recommend is the same. We'll talk about their programs in a minute, but first, you know how to avoid a fight you're supposed to steer clear of politics and religion? Maybe we should add diets to the list. Here are livelier moments between doctors Ornish and Rosedale. Now, just to correct a few things that Ron has said that are already inaccurate. Very basic scientific facts are totally being ignored. That's just so wrong. I mean, I just can't sit here and have you say things that aren't that correct. That isn't correct. Oh, we, That's it, in any white rice, white flour will do that. If the experts can't agree, why should anyone choose a healthier diet? Maybe it's because heart disease and diabetes kill many people. Sure, we'll all die, but heart disease and diabetes relentlessly bleed away health, cutting millions of lives short. What's more, they're closely linked. A diabetic is seven times more likely to have a heart attack than a non-diabetic. And in the last 20 years, diabetes has increased in the United States by 30 percent. Sure, when the experts disagree, it's tempting to throw out all their advice. But both Dean Ornish and Ron Rosedale are saving people's lives. And they're doing it with fewer side effects, health risk, and cost than surgery and drugs can accomplish. Maybe it's time to investigate what is similar in their programs and their thoughtful reasons for differences. We'll start with Dean Ornish. He's one of the world's most famous doctors. Here's why. Well, I'm a scientist and for the last, and a physician, and for the last 22 years I've directed a series of clinical trials demonstrating for the first time that even severe heart disease often can begin to reverse when people make much bigger changes in diet and lifestyle than most people had recommended until recently. These findings were giving many people new hope and new choices. We focused on heart disease as an example for demonstrating how powerful these changes can be, but the benefits go beyond that. And my program includes essentially a low-fat, plant-based, whole foods diet that's high in complex carbohydrates and low in simple sugars, a variety of stretching, breathing, meditation, and other yoga-based techniques for managing stress more effectively, uh, walking and other forms of exercise, stopping smoking, and a lot of emphasis on group support and, psych and dealing with the psychosocial, the emotional, and the spiritual dimensions of health and healing. We found within just a few weeks, people reported a, a greater than 90% reduction in the amount of chest pain. And in practical terms, people who literally couldn't walk across the street without getting severe pain, by the end of the first week or two, essentially were pain-free. And that's a powerful motivator. And we found that people not only felt better, more importantly, they, they were better in ways we could actually measure. And we also found they lost a lot of weight, even though weight loss wasn't the primary goal. We found the average person lost 25 pounds in the first year, even though they were actually eating more food and more frequently. 
and they kept off half that weight five years later. And I'm not aware of any other data published in scientific journals that show that people can actually lose weight and keep it off. Losing weight is easy. You can do it on almost any kind of diet. Keeping it off, though, no one has really shown that uh, until we did this. For Ornish, low-fat does not mean a huge plate of pasta with loads of French bread and maybe a limp piece of iceberg lettuce. Instead, he urges people to eat plenty of colorful salad, broccoli, carrots, plus some low-fat protein such as tofu or beans. For energy, get around 60% of calories from starchy carbohydrates such as brown rice, whole wheat pasta. Get only 10% from fat. That's not much, but they should still be high quality with plenty of omega-3 and omega-6 essential fatty acids. Ron Rosedale also recommends lots of vegetables, dark green salad, steamed green beans, along with some proteins from along with some protein from tofu, fresh fish, or lean cuts of field-raised poultry and meat. Rosedale frowns on bread and pasta. Instead, he recommends that people eat plenty of high-quality oil, raw nuts, fresh avocados, virgin olive oil. On his program, you may get 30 to 60 percent of your calories from fat. That's a lot. But Rosedale's patients lose weight. If they face heart disease risks such as high triglyceride levels or bad cholesterol levels, often these get better too, all on a high-fat diet. Diabetics, in very short order, very frequently can totally eliminate their use of insulin and normalize their blood sugars, sometimes in as little as a week. Except for the ratio between starchy carbohydrate and high-quality fat, the Ornish and Rosedale programs are like twins. In fact, Rosedale admires much about the Ornish program. It includes meditation, exercise, an increase in green vegetables, which most people don't eat enough of. It includes much more fiber. There is that one important difference, the ratio between starchy carbohydrates and high-quality oil, especially for a diabetic, perhaps for everyone. Rosedale says watch out for starchy food. Instead, eat more fat. As long as it's the right kind of fat, and I think that that's a big distinction. The kind of fats that a person will consume makes all the difference in the world. They can have polar opposite physiologic effects. Oils are delicate. Exposure to heat, light, and air can destroy their health value. Big companies often use high heat and harsh chemical to make oils that are cheap and have a long shelf life. But as Dean Ornish says, It increases your shelf life of the product, but it decreases your shelf life uh, as a human being, so I don't recommend it. Ornish and Rosedale agree. Meals made with fried fast food, margarine, crackers made with hydrogenated oil, bacon, ham, chips, these are like heart attacks on a plate. The two doctors also agree that healthier oils are in virgin olive oil, which has not been subjected to high heat processing, along with fresh fish, raw nuts, and avocados. But Dean Ornish wants you to limit even high-quality oil. As for the grains and other starches that worry Rosedale, Ornish says that when you choose whole grain products, they're not so bad. The premise of the Atkins diet and the Hellers and the Edies and the Zones and, and Ron's diet and so on is based on the idea that insulin plays an important role, and it does. But there's a difference between eating simple carbohydrates and complex ones. Simple carbohydrates like sugar and white flour and white rice and things made of those, any concentrated sweetener, when you've removed the fiber in the bran that slowed the absorption, blood sugar goes up quickly. Your body makes insulin to bring your blood sugar back down. 
And as Ron indicated, and I think we agree on this, the insulin accelerates the conversion of calories into fat into triglycerides. Over time, repeated surges of insulin can cause people to become insulin resistant, which can promote diabetes. It stimulates the enzyme that many of the cholesterol-lowering drugs are designed to inhibit, called HMG-CoA reductase. And so when people are going from a, a typical American diet that's not only high in fat, but high in simple sugars, to a diet like the one that he recommends, they may actually show some benefit because they're eating fewer simple sugars. We want to alert you that the Ornish definition of sugar and simple carbohydrate highlights both a change of thinking and some confusion among nutrition experts. Some carbohydrates have tons of fiber, green beans and kale, for instance. Others, white flour and sugar, have hardly any fiber. Which ones are simple carbohydrate? Chemically speaking, they're sugars, like honey, table sugar, corn syrup. So why does Dean Ornish call white flour a simple carbohydrate or a simple sugar? He seems to be saying that if you load up on white bread or snack wells, you may raise your body's sugar and insulin levels too high. But if you choose whole grain products, you probably won't. Whole grains do have more vitamins and minerals than white, but is Ornish right about the fiber? The answer matters. If you eat just a whole wheat bagel for breakfast, or you snack on non-fat granola bars, trusting that their fiber will keep sugars from flooding your bloodstream. We'll talk more about this later. For now, let's go back to fat. Rosedale and Ornish agree that poor quality fat can wreck health. Most people think poor quality oil simply clogs arteries, but Rosedale looks deeper. Into your cells. I think we both agree that saturated fats are not good for you. And the reason for that is that they are hard fats. And the majority of a person's cellular membranes are manufactured out of fat. And they're manufactured out of the fat that a person eats. And if a person just eats hard fats, then their membranes become hard. Circulation, one thinks of only as fluid circulating in vessels in the body. And that's really only a part of the circulation. The end point of circulation is getting through the membrane, which is a fluid, a fluid mosaic. And if that membrane is too hard, uh, circulation really cannot be completed to the interior of the cell. So the type of fat a person eats is very important in completing circulation. Ron Rosedale points out that when a person eats too many sugary and starchy food, the body turns the excess into saturated fat. That's one reason not to overeat sugar or white rice. But what about brown rice? Ron Rosedale. Right now, carbohydrates are divided into simple and complex, and it is an irrelevant classification. Carbohydrates should be divided into fiber and non-fiber only. It's been shown that a potato, white rice, brown rice, even pasta, almost any bread and almost any cereal will raise blood glucose faster than will white table sugar. And I even have a... That's just, uh, that's just so wrong. I mean, I just can't sit here and have you say things that are... Uh, white yeah. rice, white flour will do that. Whole wheat flour, whole grains, what the fiber and the bran do is they slow the rate of absorption so that you don't get the rapid rise in blood sugar. That is correct. They slow it a little bit. Not a little but bit. They make a huge difference. there is not very much fiber in brown rice. There not isn't. enough to, to mitigate the rise in blood sugar. I have many diabetics who measure their blood sugars 10 times a day. They will all tell me that if they eat a type of diet that you're recommending, their blood sugars skyrocket. Okay, we have published data in peer-reviewed journals that type 2 diabetics who go on my diet invariably can reduce and often get off of insulin altogether. They become more insulin sensitive. They will improve on your diet, as I mentioned, because it's an improvement of what they have been eating. 
They eat a high-fiber diet when they're following your diet, and that is good. When you say high-fiber, you mean they eat more vegetables. They is eat more correct? vegetables, and they're yeah. eating more magnesium, and magnesium is necessary for insulin action. So your, your, your diet is introducing some important nutrients that in most people's diet is totally lacking. But it isn't due to the fact that it is a high-carbohydrate diet. They are getting more fiber, they are getting more magnesium, and it's an improvement. They're not eating Twinkies, they're not having birthday cake and brownies every day. I mean, these people in this country eat a horrendous diet. To Rosedale, that horrendous diet would even include a plate of whole wheat pasta with a slice of whole wheat bread on the side. The ratio of carbohydrates in this meal would be simply too high. He even blames excess carbohydrates for why Americans eat too much marbled red meat. You see, Rosedale thinks lean cuts of meat are fine because they don't contain high levels of saturated fat, but it's hard to find lean cuts of meat at most groceries. How do we get animals fat prior to going to market? They go to a feedlot, and what do we feed them so we can get them very fat very quickly? We feed them grains, because we know that if we feed them grains, it raises their insulin and it makes saturated fat out of that grain, and they get fat very rapidly. So the type of meat people are eating in this country is meat from animals that have been fed grains, and that produces a very high content of saturated fat. If you look at countries that eat primarily a low-fat, plant-based diet, uh, obesity is almost unheard of in uh, those countries. Cows that makes people fat, not the grain. Ah, uh, no. They're also living on a subsistence level. They're riding their bicycles to work, and they're burning off all of the sugar that's being formed. They're, they're living on 1,200 calories a day. Difficult to derive conclusions just on population studies because of all the confounding variables. Can you but let's look at Eskimos. Eskimos. Eskimos are a very different category. They have been eating blubber for thousands of years. Well, it's true that you can find plenty of healthy people who eat lots of grain, potatoes, vegetables, and hardly any fat. You can also find cultures free of heart attack who eat loads of fat. Eskimos are pretty trim underneath all those parkas, yet sometimes they get over 70% of their calories from fat. It's mostly fish oil and blubber. Maybe they were born for this, or maybe they don't get many heart attacks because they just don't eat white bread, cookies, Crisco, breaded chicken, bacon, sodas, you know, the American diet. How about Mediterraneans who eat lots of vegetables, olive oil, and fish? Do they avoid heart disease and diabetes because they've got lucky genes? or because they, too, eat higher quality food than Americans. Oil quality just might matter a lot. So which are best for a high-fat diet? The safest fat really is a monounsaturated fat with the small amount of omega-3 polyunsaturated fats. Such olive oil, oil would be a wonderful to use liberally, and those populations that eat a high olive oil, oil diet have a very low incidence of cardiovascular disease. If you're going to recommend an oil, olive oil is not the one to recommend because it's devoid of the omega-3 fatty acids. It wouldn't be the only oil, but it also doesn't oxidize very readily. And if one were to strictly eat fish oil, then it would turn into lipid peroxides too readily. So as you had mentioned earlier, which was correct, one needs a small amount of omega-3 fatty acids that they need to get. But I certainly wouldn't recommend a very high amount due to the high formation of lipid peroxides. Well, we but if you're that. talking about a caloric intake, it would be far better to get calories from avocados or from olive oil than it would be from carbohydrates, which raises... John, we agree that simple carbohydrates raise insulin levels. Any carbohydrates, no. non-fiber carbohydrates. They don't, because yes, again, we do. have measured that. Non-fiber carbohydrates are what we call simple carbohydrates. We've already no. agreed on that. What do you call a potato? Is that a complex or simple? A potato is a high glycemic index uh, carbohydrate. Okay, and what do you call rice? The bottom line in science is the disease outcome. The disease outcome we have found, and other studies that have replicated what we've done, have found that people are getting better. Their chest pain goes away within days to weeks. Their blood flow to their heart improves within weeks. We've measured that. 
Whereas when people go on a 30% fat diet, like the one you recommend, they get worse and worse. Saturated fat or trans fat. People don't eat the diet I'm recommending on a general basis. Now, both of you, when you talk about the 30% diet, you're referring to the American Heart Association, the American Diet Dietetic Association mm -hmm. diets, where they aren't too careful about the kind of oils they tell people to eat. That is true. I mean, agree. I think the diet that Ron recommends would be a better one than that. Each other's diets are better than the American Heart Association diet. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Their mm -hmm. diet is a ridiculously poor diet that is contributing to the, the chronic diseases of America to a great extent and needs to be eliminated. There have been several recent articles that have strongly implicated, by the way, uh, insulin and breast cancer, insulin and colon cancer. We don't disagree on insulin that. Insulin is a mitogenic factor. But we don't it's agree, there, we don't there are multiple studies that show that some of the foods that you are considering good raise insulin levels a great deal. That is rice, brown rice, white rice, potatoes, even pasta, bread, whole grain bread, wheat bread, whatever you want to call it, they raise insulin a the great deal. The and raising line. insulin is a very dangerous thing to what? do. Ron Rosedale and Dean Ornish agree that the quality of whole natural food makes their diets better than most and much likelier to keep your heart healthy. But how much fat? How much starch? They don't agree. We got a second opinion from two of Boulder's registered dietitians. Lynn Smith is with Source Nutrition. Barbara Finisted is with Grayson Nutrition Services. Here's Lynn Smith. What I see is that people don't eat enough vegetables. Barbara Finisted agreed. There's no vegetables at McDonald's. Sorry to say something wrong about McDonald's, but it's not easy to get your vegetables into the day unless you're making a plan. You see vegetarians who aren't even eating five a day. I call them breaditarians. <laughs> yes. All breaditarians, raise your hands. Speaking of bread, while Ornish and Rosedale agreed that people should eat less sugar and white bread, they argued about whether whole grain products provide enough fiber. We checked some glycemic indexes, which basically measure how quickly and how long sugar stays in your bloodstream. It turns out there isn't a lot of difference between the sugar rush you'll get from brown rice or white, and you'll probably get more of a sugar rush from French bread than table sugar, even if the bread's whole wheat. Here's our question and Lynn Smith's answer. Let's say that somebody simply ate a bowl of brown rice. Would they tend to have enough fiber in the brown rice to buffer it so that they would get less sugar in their system. Just a bowl vegetables. of brown rice and just the fiber in the brown rice, in my experience, is not enough. If you put vegetables in there and some other kind of protein, maybe a little bit of chicken with the vegetables, or if you're a vegetarian, either tofu or almonds with those vegetables and the brown rice, you get a meal that's much more energetically balanced. Your mental clarity, your digestion, and your energy to move through your workday is going to be much more grounded, stable, cohered, and steady over the next few hours than if you were to eat a meal, say, that was just brown rice or just any simple carbohydrate. Smith also explained why glycemic measures can vary from index to index. If you cook brown rice in three cups of water, it gets very puffy, very soft, and it digests much easier than if you have parboiled rice that's cooked with two cups of water. It'll be nice and fluffy and separate, but it's going to be more compact, and it's just going to take longer for your digestive system to break it down, especially if you don't chew it well. It depends on how mushy the rice is. Everything is dependent upon how much you've cooked it, how much you've broken down the fiber, how much you've added things into it. 
even brown breads that you buy at the supermarket. Are they Some brown of them because you of whole grain, or are they brown because of molasses? That's it. <laughs> That's it. You could squish them up into a little ball anyway. They have no real body. So here was our conclusion. Bran in grains is not where people can rely on getting their fiber. Instead, people need to get it from vegetables. vegetables. What about fat? Do these nutritionists recommend Dean Ornish's 10% fat diet or Ron Rosedale's 30 to 60% fat diet? Barb Finisted personally gets around 20% of her calories from fat. And she says Dean Ornish's 10% fat program works for many people. For some people, certainly those who have gone through cardiac bypass, they're almost fat phobic. And they need to find a way to satisfy that and a way to feel that they're doing something good for their health. I like to see some people do that. They, they do it, they work hard at it, and they do it well. I like to see them include the right fats, monounsaturated fats, not just for, pour oil on your, on your rice or add a t slab of margarine because you want to hit your 10% of fat, but to pick the right fat when you're doing that. Finisted was uncomfortable recommending a diet of 40 to 60% fat. Although Rosedale's patients lose weight and reduce heart disease risk, she doubts most people would. Finisted's okay with a 30% fat diet, if only people would choose high quality. But even then, when we speak of good quality fats and we're looking for nuts that haven't been exposed to heat and light and we're looking for good quality oils, how many people buy these specialized products versus what people actually can and will do? Mostly Lynn Smith agreed, adding that as a long-distance runner who needs more calories, she gets around 35% of them from high-quality oils such as raw nuts, fish, avocados, virgin olive oil, and other cold-pressed oil. I like to help people get over fat phobia. The low-fat recommendations has really flipped people into not only confusion, but they're choosing products that are advertised as low-fat, and the low-fat is often replaced by sugar, emphasizing bread products. The diet is just it's going towards much more starchy carbohydrates. Everyone agreed that America's style of 30% fat diet is not helping people's health. The American high-fat diet is not high-fat quality. Right. You know, that I think there is a, a significant difference between what Ron Rosedale is doing and what the American diet is. Has there been a study of high-fat diets using high-quality oils in the study? Not a large population study. Not that I'm aware of. Could we benefit first from some studies of people using high-quality oils with high-quality vegetables and high-quality proteins? but lots of oil instead of just a little. I think that'd be real beneficial. Hard to do to the public, though, considering the possible risks of heart disease and weight gain. If only people ate for health, not because they're tired, worried, sad, or bored. But the USDA reports that most teenagers get their vegetables from french fries. The most popular breakfast spot is McDonald's, and even at farmer's markets, people often skip real vegetables so they can line up for organic caramel popcorn. So maybe we do need reminders to take better care for your health and your heart. This is Shelley Schlender for KGMU.
So oh.